episode number 44. Today we're going to talk about juvenile shoplifting, which is usually petty theft with a very low risk of any real penalty or incarceration. But once adults get involved, directing or controlling, and then aiding in their escape by using force, watch the felony charges quickly add up. This is the Crime School Radio Show, where industry experts discuss the business of fighting crime and prevention strategies for making places safe. Leading today's discussion is security expert Chris McGoey. Welcome to Crime School. Last week, a news item caught my eye on television. It showed a surveillance video from an AMPM convenience store in La Mirada, California. That's a suburb of Los Angeles. It showed these two kids that seemed to be about 10 years old in the convenience store, and it seemed like there was an adult male outside the window on the sidewalk pointing and directing these kids inside the store as if to shoplift this item or this item. At the same time, the surveillance video picks up a woman at the counter, and, by, and now I'm presuming that this is the mother inside, the father outside, and these are their two kids. So the mother is at the counter trying to distract the male clerk by asking him about prices of cigarettes and things, where he has to turn around facing away from the store to be able to locate these items. So while this is going on, these two kids pick up seven or eight cases of Red Bull energy drink. And these are the 12-ounce size. And each case is worth about $50. So almost on cue, these two kids walk out the door with these seven or eight cases of Red Bull. Total value would be somewhere around $350 to $400, I would guess, which would make it a petty theft. If they were caught and that's all they did and they were the only people involved, it would be a misdemeanor, petty theft charge at best. But in California, since we've decriminalized almost everything, there would be almost no adverse impact other than maybe a slap on the wrist. Certainly no juvenile hall, no incarceration, really nothing serious. They'd send them back to these parents, if that's what they are, to take charge of them. But that's not what happened. In the process of, of carrying out these cases of Red Bull, the clerks quickly became aware that a theft was in progress, and they moved in to, I guess, to intercept, and then the adult male stepped up. This male picked up some Red Bull cans that had fallen to the floor, and now was throwing them full force at the cashier. Now, a 12-ounce can will put a, quite a dent in your head and could cause some serious injury. So he threw four or five cans at these clerks as the children made the escape outside to a waiting vehicle. So at first blush, it just shows an example of this is how a, a petty theft turns into all of a sudden, or certainly a robbery, an aggravated assault, possibly a conspiracy charges. A prosecutor would lay on some other charges about involving children, contributing to their delinquency and many other things. I'm not a lawyer, and I don't play one on TV, so I really can't give you accurate charging information, and it will likely vary for, by state by state. But still, the point is that 
This is something that's common with families or even adults using children in their mind. They believe that if the children get caught, there's not much harm and no foul without even getting off into the discussion about destroying the lives of these children as they're teaching them how to be thieves and how to work the system and how to beat the system. If they are caught beside the criminal charges that they're likely to get, there really needs to be a special place in hell for these parents, if that's what they are, for raising their children in this manner and teaching them this life of crime. But I'll step off my soapbox for a moment. The other item that really caught my eye, and the reason why I'm telling you about it, is the item that we're taking, Red Bull. You would think that 10-year-olds really wouldn't be interested in drinking Red Bull energy drinks. I mean, heck, most kids don't even like the taste of it. It's gross to them. But what I know, and, and you may know too, that Red Bull energy drinks are one of those items that is often stolen, that is highly sought after, and is the subject of organized retail crime or organized retail theft, not just in California, but really nationwide and even worldwide. It's just an item that's relatively expensive. A 12-ounce can of Red Bull is somewhere around $3. It could vary between $2.50 and $3.50, depending where you buy it. There are groups out there that will steal items like this that are sought after and they're expensive, and they'll sell them on the black market to these illicit restaurants and bars and small mom-and-pop stores who will pay them maybe half price or 25% of the value of these items in cash. Other items that are often stolen in an organized fashion in bulk or in mass are things like diabetic testing strips. There's even been a run for years on Tide laundry detergent simply because it's costly. Batteries have always made the list. Any type of pain medication, Tylenol, Advil, things like that. Baby formula has always been a big one. Organized thieves will come in and clean out the entire shelf on a display. Red Bull is now popular. Things like teeth whitening strips, razor blades have always made the list, DVDs, pregnancy tests, allergy medications. The list goes on and on about highly desirable items where thieves will come in and literally clear out the entire stock in a store and walk out the door without paying for it. And then they go to the next store and to the next store. And this is an organized group, so they might send out a dozen shoplifters, and they will actually map out locations in an organized way and go out and target these items. So this is a very complex, multi-billion dollar a year problem that will be the subject matter of another show, but it's too complex to get into on this short podcast. But what the thieves do is they turn around and resell these items. You'll see it show up on eBay, on Craigslist, some Facebook groups are selling merchandise, flea markets, or you might know them as swap meets, are often common places where stolen items are sold at a fraction of the price. So it's quite a big business. So if you circle back, I realize this is an audio podcast, but if you get a chance to look at the crimeschool.com website, episode number 44, so it's crimeschool.com slash 44. In the show notes, I have this video of this 
Red Bull theft involving these children that I just described to you. You can view it for yourself. See what you think about it. I also included a photograph of an individual that went out and rented a U-Haul moving van and went from store to store to store, like I was saying, and just loaded up the back of the van with Red Bull. And then he would turn around and take it on the black market and sell it. And that's how they make a living. Now, it's something that's probably more times than not done by people addicted to drugs that are highly motivated, highly driven, fairly desperate. My point in bringing this up is, is that's what happens in these cases. They're petty thefts, or they start out as petty thefts, and they can often turn out into felonies, into robberies, into aggravated batteries, aggravated assaults. Even homicides have occurred in the process of some store owner, store manager, some loss prevention agent trying to detain what seems to be a petty theft, and it turns out they're, that they become quite violent because they're quite desperate, they're maybe strung out, intoxicated on alcohol or drugs, and they may have lots of prior crimes that you're unaware of, and it just escalates from there. Take a look at the video if you get a chance. I think you'll find it very interesting. And then look for the show that's coming down the road about organized retail crime and particularly organized retail shoplifting rings and how they go about their business and how it's making it tough on retailers to be profitable and how it's tough on all of us as the prices continue to rise just to pay off the expense that we suffer because of these organized retail thieves. There are millions of stories about crime and how it's impacting the lives of people, families, and companies. Some of the outcomes turn out positive, but many are very tragic. Discussing them here at Crime School helps us learn, helps us grow, and solve some of these problems and social issues plaguing our country today. I appreciate input from you to help craft future topics, and future discussions. I try to provide a variety of educational topics, but I want to keep with the theme of making places safe for people and property. I really appreciate those of you that have been sharing this content on social media or those who have given five-star positive reviews on iTunes to help the Crime School podcast get discovered. Thank you so much for listening and for doing your part in making places safe. This is the Crime School Radio Show with your host, Chris McGoey. We invite you to comment on today's topic and join the Crime School community. For more information and show notes from this episode, please visit crimeschool.com.